Hello, 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 and welcome back. How you been? Happy Friday. Wow. It's been an amazing week. We're coming up to Thanksgiving just one week away, and you can feel the energy of the change. I do want to take a moment to somewhat give energy and peace to the difficulties of life the difficulties that we may have experienced this weekend. And not that we found answers to them or ways around them, but understanding that it's a space that's not always easily defined, but we experience that space often. What do I mean? It's like this in-between space. So when you're having a loss or a difficult moment or something's going on, and you can't seem to find clarity, there's this uncomfortable space, the unknown, this, oh, I can't really explain it. It's just, I don't know. I'm just uncomfortable and, ah, let's give some space to that space. In ways, it is a indication of change or indication that something is not flowing as it should. And so at times, when we look at the difficulties in life, we may not seem to see the same connection. That when things go wrong, it's possibly for the good. Now, not always, but possibly. And so there's goodness in your life. Like this moment, you're here, you're healthy, you're happy, you're focused, you're capable. And if you don't fit everything on that list, you are still here nonetheless. That's a powerful place to be here and now. So the week could have been balancing. One part's of it good, one part of it bad. Woke up some days feeling good, woke up some days not so feeling good. Or feeling not so good. What I want to do today on this episode is share with you some thoughts about unveiling the universal purpose, the universe within. An in-between place that defies logic as humanity understands it. Again, we know that Sometimes there's an energy about certain things that we can't explain, good and perceived bad. But we just know it's there. And so in light to the energy of our week, we may not remember every single moment of each day, but we do feel the energy of the week. Whether it was positive in the beginning and then started to decline towards the end, or vice versa, or a little bit of an up and down in both spaces. You know, Monday was up, Tuesday was down, you know, Wednesday was up, Thursday feels down. Nonetheless, you are energetic. You are energy. You understand this space and time that you live in through these energy patterns. And what I'm going to read for you today is a way to maybe bring some consciousness to the experience we have here in the physical. When we talk about our feelings, our understanding, 
and our energy. It is one dark universe after all, and there's so much more we can learn from and with each other by going within. So you exist in more than one dimension because you are a multidimensional being. Now, what does that really mean? If you recite the alphabet, where do you experience the familiar sing-song sequence of letters? Most people hear it in their head. When you think about the letters, they exist in your mind. Even if you write the letters on a piece of paper, your only knowledge of that paper comes to you through your senses and exists in your mind. You often identify your physical body as the center of your being because it is an easily identifiable thing that you control. You experience pain, pleasure, and all of your emotions and senses through the body. Yet, is that who you really are? If you cut off your arms, is that arm still yours? Is that arm still you? Or was it just a functional part of your body? The body converts all things you experience into energy. The mind interprets all the data from your senses into energy. Your true being, your memories, and your experience are all composed of energy. You are an energy being. Your physical body is an all-terrain vehicle for your energy or dimensional consciousness. Rather than thinking of the dimensional consciousness as a collection of thoughts floating without form, it is easier if you look at it as a separate energy being that uses the body to move around and gather experiences. Imagine a cup of water sitting on a table next to you. If you suddenly realize that your body is thirsty, you can command your body to reach out and grab the cup. Then you raise the cup from the table, bring it to your mouth, take a sip, taste the water, and return the cup to the table. You can perform this process almost effortless, effortlessly. Your body executes many separate actions to form this simple task, but it takes very little thought on your part. Your body allows you to move through this dimension. As you move around, it gathers physical experiences for you and converts them into energy. The brain converts everything that you touch, hear, taste, see, and smell into energy. All your senses receive information from this dimension and convert that information into impulses of energy or electricity. Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever marveled at this process in life? You are an energy being residing in the body that's you are an energy being residing in a body so that you can experience this physical dimension. The relationship between your pure energy being and your physical body is like a person driving a car who believes the car is their true being. It might strike you as odd to imagine a person who believes that he or she is the car. But that is the way most of us think of ourselves. We do not separate our physical body from the pure energy being that controls the body. You are the energy being within your organic body. You are not really the physical body. But an energy being that manipulates the body and has experiences through it. I want you to think about driving a car again. While you are driving... 
your body manipulates a set of controls to produce a desired result. The car is a tool that you use to quickly get from one place to another. If you hit a bump in the road, you experience them with the car. If you go around a turn quickly, you usually grab something to help you resist the force of the turn. Even though the car takes you where you want to go, you do not, you do not absorb the experiences as you see the sights. You are an energy being using a physical, organic body as tools. There is a similar connection between the physical body and the energy body, but they remain independent of each other. Even though cars are designed to be operated by humans, we must still spend a lot of time learning how to drive the car. Just as it takes a while for your body to learn to drive a car, it also takes you a while to learn how to use the body. The real you, the energy being, uses the body as a tool to do things it cannot do as pure energy. Your pure being exists in another dimension and interacts with this dimension using your physical body, a construct of this dimension. Pause for a second here. What did you think you gathered from that paragraphs or so? that section of reading. Did you already know that? Was this understanding clear to you that you are energy more than you are physical body in this dimension? And in a lot of ways, you're speaking from your higher self into this moment. You're just not speaking words you might not understand because the language is, not, is just not only through words, but it is in all things. The language of the moment, the energy of the feel, the feeling of the energy in the moment, the language of the weather. Like language is not just words. It's how, in my mind, or in the definition of it, it's a communication mechanism. But we have body language. We have nature's language. So at times, as we look at life and look at ourselves, we sometimes get caught up in the physical. You know, we believe everything we see. And, this in, and in this example that I read, the idea is to be not so caught up in the physical, but the experience of the physical. Understanding that you offer yourself not just this world, but a spiritual world within. A world that's not physically tangible, but it's real nonetheless because you feel it, you experience it. As much as you can sing the alphabets in your mind and realize that they exist nowhere but in your mind, we can still transfer that knowing in our mind onto paper. And thus we have manifest reality. But there is a chemical change from thought to action to manifestation. It takes two energy bodies to do that, right? One of the spiritual dimension and one of this physical dimension. So I hope you were already aware of that. If not, welcome to the consciousness of now. You are now aware. Let us continue. If you use your body to gather information and experience for your energy being, does the universe work in a similar way? Yes. Once again, 
you can see the micro-life mirrored in the macro. The universe is the body of God. Everything in the universe eventually changes back into pure energy. Now, does God have a consciousness? Ooh. God has a consciousness, but not like anything you could imagine. God's consciousness is so different from yours, is that it's almost impossible for you to conceive it. You might as well say God does not have a consciousness, just so you can understand how truly different it is from yours. There is just no comparison. Imagine that you are searching for the consciousness of a snail, a slug, or an ant. You may not know what they are thinking, but you can imagine what motivates them. This gives you a starting point for imagining their awareness. You have watched educational or science programs, so you have some basic knowledge of how they function. Since you can observe them, you can imagine what the consciousness of these creatures might be like. Now, consider the opposite end of the spectrum. Instead of imagining the awareness of something smaller than you, imagine the consciousness of something much more immense. What would it be like for an ant to understand what you are? How about an ant trying to visualize a plant or even a planet or even a solar system? Even so, this barely approaches the scale of our mind trying to understand the mind and work the minds and working of the universe. Even though it is extremely difficult to describe the physical nature of such a being, it borders on impossible to describe the thoughts of that being, the universe. To illustrate the scale of the universe, imagine that you are standing on a large beach. Now bend down and pick up a single grain of sand. That single grain of sand represents our entire solar system. Now look around you at the entire beach. You cannot even see all the beach because it disappears over the horizon. If you think of our solar system as a single grain of sand on that beach, you will begin to understand the incredible vastness of our universe. Your brain tells your, your, brain tells your heart to pump. It keeps your liver, kidneys, and other organs functioning by sending out signals or sensory impulses. Most people are completely unaware of how their bodies function on this level. When was the last time you had to sit there and think, Hey heart, keep pumping. Stomach, digest that snack I ate. Oops, I haven't told my liver to function in 20 minutes. That's gonna hurt. You do not have to micromanage your body because your brain automatically tells your body how to function through a low radiation impulses. These low radiation impulses tells your heart to pump. They help your liver and your kidney to function. You are not aware of it. But in your superconscious mind, there's a level of awareness. The only time you might be aware of how your body functions is when you have a problem, like a stomach ache or a headache. When you become aware of your body, you can master all kinds of bodily functions. There are yogis who can control their bodies in amazing ways, like holding their breath for a long time by lowering their heart rate. This means they have tapped into their superconscious mind. They can work with their inner universe, that inner dimension of their body. 
As you ponder the different levels of which your body functions, you may wonder if those levels are also applying to the macro. If your body functions without your direct awareness, does the universe have a similar mechanism? Solar radiation manipulates humanity in some, to some degree. All the stars in the universe are like a neurosynapsis of God's brain. These neurosynapses release sparks of information or data, which moves across the brain to other points that reciprocate it. Just as your neurosynapses perform this function for your brain, all the stars in the universe communicate with the Earth through lights, solar radiation, and millions of different frequencies. Like a giant orchestra playing its rhythm upon a small ball, these different pitches and frequencies have an impact on our constantly has an impact on us constantly because you are an electrical being. All creatures' brains, impulses, including humans, including humans, are receptive to this influence. It manipulates and affects us as if we were giant organisms moving as units upon the planet. In the same way that you communicate through the electrons in your brain without realizing it, solar radiation manipulates all the other electrons in your body like little points. God's communication through God communicates through the stars. God thinks using solar radiation compared to the radiation in your brain. God communicates with different solar systems, galaxies, and universe in the same way your brain receives and separates information from your heart, kidney, liver, and other organs in your body. They're all very different with a specific function. All are made out of billions of living organisms that have never been seen the same as other organisms in your body. If these organisms move into different parts of your body, they would be aliens to your body. This concept applies to the physical matter of the universe as well, God. Take a second here to highlight that point. So the understanding to gather here is that as much as we want to be aware of our, the human body and the impulses that go about, and our brain sends signals to different parts of our body to function, but those, uh, those parts of the body aren't aware of the other parts. So if your kidney was to move over to where your liver was or your heart was to move down to where your lower intestines were, they would all seem alien to the body. And the brain impulses necessarily, as was written here, wouldn't function properly to it. There would be a rewiring of the synapses that's needed. Let us continue. God is more like an organism than a being with intent. It does not necessarily have a distinct plan for the earth, nor does it have a specific plan for each individual. God is aware of humanity in the way that you are aware of a part of your body, like your hand or your thumb. You protect your body, but you do not directly think about it all the in you do not directly think about all the individual organisms inside of it. You simply see it as something to use. If something happens to your body, you react. If it is in danger, you feel the alarm 
that is emanating from millions of cells saying, help, let's get out of here, run. God might have a similar reaction if the planet was in danger. Our collective consciousness would reach out and God would feel a tiny pinprick in the palm of his hands or in the palm of the universe. Consequently, God might metaphorically scratch that. On our level of existence, you cannot easily identify the level of God's awareness. You are not aware of your kidneys or your liver right now, but you know they are functioning. You have no awareness unless you feel pain or death. In the same way, God is not aware of every minute and every minute details, yet God is aware of great balance and imbalances. If something happens to the human race, we could collectively reach out and catch God's attention because we are part of God. That attention would manifest and focus on us through the force, right? The source energy. In the same way, our consciousness forces or focuses on an area of our body that reports having a trouble. Our true essence is the energy being that resides in our physical body. God is energy and its body is composed of the planet and the stars. God's soul, the force, intertwines with its body in the same way that your mind intertwines with your body. If you examine life on our planet, you can see signs of this consciousness manifesting through subtle manipulations. Insects have amazing society systems to rely to relay information to each other. Let us us look at some insects for particular examples of this intelligence and understanding. When one ant runs into another one, they touch antennas, exchange data, and keep moving. They do this because they learn it through practice. They practice the consciousness of communicating or the way that they communicate to help them survive. And if there's a danger to the queen or if there's a danger to the colony, they'll definitely find a way to protect it. But as we know, there's no conscious reaction or conscious thought to their reaction. It's just a part of a pattern and a wave of energy that they believe and understand in. What I hope that you continue to gather in life is that the answers, if you're seeking answers, come from within. We are the vastness that we perceive, feel, and have yet to fully understand. And thinking of it like that, it's in hopes to release the ego because it's not an ownership of vastness that we are. It's a oneness with everything, an acceptance, and allowing You can't control, and there is no control. There is only being, an observation, and the love of acceptance. One dark universe, going within, exploring wellness, mindfulness, in a meditative way. When we look at the practice of meditation, there seems to be this consistent conversation or imbalancement with the act of doing it, versus the reward. People don't want to do it 
because they say it doesn't work. People say you don't have to sit there silently with your eyes closed. You can walking meditation. I definitely talk about that. Walking meditation, dancing meditation. But easily, we, and me included, we sometimes forget that it has nothing to do with the act more than the intent. When you get ready for meditation, you're calling in a certain energy pattern. When you do the act of being still, still with the mind, still with the flow of hmm, your thinking, then you get to see other things around your thinking, other things that are happening without you thinking about them. This is the power of meditation. This is the power of focusing and learning how to control your intentional energy. We do live in a moment in time where we can be distracted easily. But this is how much more intention and how stronger you are in relation to this moment. You wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for you. So find balance. Decide and make it okay. And when you move forward from that decision, know that you are moving from a higher place into this dimension. Especially if you intend on being good and doing good with that action, with that moving on. Getting caught up, at least from what I'm reading and continue to understand, getting caught up in God saving you or God fixing everything might take away from you having the strength in yourself if you believe that only it can be done and not without your support. So that is a, I would say, an edge to play. But for me, God can't give me anything I don't want and nothing that I'm not ready to learn from and grow with, like lessons or rewards. And so if that's true to me, then that wanting that God can't give me anything I don't want comes from my higher self as well. Knowing better, God knows better for me from my higher self. And so here on earth, I manifest with greatness, learning, not trying to control or even care what the ant is thinking <laughs> or even care to think if the ant is knowing what I'm thinking. Because for me, it's all one dark universe. You take care of yourself this week. Hopefully this reading was good for you. It's always good for me. I love reading. We are stepping into the holiday as noted all the time. I think I'm always trying to point that out because it's such an obvious change. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. We continue to change. The energy is real. Things are shaking up. And if we don't look to be reminded of that, we might get lost in our own self, in fear. And that is not a happy place to be. It's not a safe place to be. So be safe within and without. Go get that gun if you need it.
Go learn these protection and safety mechanisms and ways to live if you feel you need it. Do you. Be well. Talk to you soon. Bye.